So in all that Brian just said, it's summed up in a statement that we say over and over again. It's a statement that God gave to us through so many teachers, so many mystics, so many prophets. It's a very simple statement that this path of light and sound continues to share, continues to point to, and truly lays out a statement of its simplicity. And it is, seek God first, and all else should be given unto you. And it really is a process of put God first in everything. Seek God first in everything you do, everything you say, so that you begin to wake up to know the truth of who you are as soul, a creation of God, and to wake up and to know that you as soul right now dwell within the realm of soul, in the realms of spirit, in oneness with all that that is. You are one, whole, complete, perfect in every way, and you are a part of that movement of God's divinity, that divine loving. You are a part in that, and that's who we are, and that's what we're waking up to to become aware of. It's very interesting that when the soul is in the soul realm and doesn't have anything to distract it from itself, it lives in harmony and in oneness and in peace. And its action and purpose is to live constantly loving God and receiving God's loving. And loving God and receiving God's loving. Isn't it interesting that that's exactly what we ask you to do here in your meditation? To sit down, to go within, to focus inward and upward here to the seat of the soul where that divine spark resides that is a part of your own soul, and to wake up to it, and to wake up to that action is easily done if you do the one thing that we ask you to do in meditation, to spend your time focusing in loving God and receiving God's loving, in loving God and receiving God's loving. Because that's what the soul is doing in its own true nature. It is loving God and receiving God's loving. We are instruments of loving. We are instruments of that movement of loving that is God. And if we can just hold our awareness in our meditation to that and wake up to that, everything else truly is given. Everything. You don't have to figure anything out. It just automatically begins to move in a divine flow of loving for you, around you, through you, however it might be. There is no doubt. There is no fear. There is no question. 
there is just that movement of loving. If you go into meditation and you do hold a focus towards loving God and receiving God's loving, you in time will begin to wake up to the truth of who you are. And the first place you wake up to that is here at the seat of the soul where that divine spark of the soul dwells in you and that which gives life to this physical form. You wake up to that divinity within you, and when you do, you begin to understand, maybe for the first time, there's, there's something much greater about you than anything you've ever been told or every, anything that you've ever believed about yourself up until that moment. But after that moment, you know there is something greater in you that you are and that that is what you are to wake up to. And yes, I know that in meditation, it's easy to close your eyes and to bring your attention inward and upward and maybe hold it here for 10 seconds, saying, I love you, Lord, and I'm open to receive your, oh, what was that? It usually happens about like that. We get distracted by the world. We get distracted by the creation down here. And believe me, there are a lot of distractions for us to get caught up in. Things that we can see out here in the world and things that are inside of us, our own imagination, our own emotions, our own mind, our fears, our angers, our frustrations our blame games. There is so much inside of us that can distract us. And there is so much outside of us that is a world of distractions. And so I know it's not that easy at first to sit and keep bringing your attention back to loving God, loving God, loving God. But yet, I know that that's the way you can wake up. God said, to be still and know that I am. And seek first God, and all else shall be given unto you. If you just take that as your direction by which you're going to live your life and to do your meditation, your life will be transformed. Maybe your body won't be transformed, and maybe... The things around you won't be transformed, but you will be transformed because you will begin to live from a very different place inside of you. You won't be living from your gut and from your heart and from your mind. You'll be living from that divine spark that is you, God. God and you are one. There is no separation. The soul is a movement of God's loving, and you are that movement. You are the loving of God in manifestation, in action. And the sooner we can wake up 
to the truth of that, the easier our lives can become and the greater our lives will open to the fulfillment of that which you are. The world is not going to give you fulfillment because the world is not the fulfillment for the soul. God is the fulfillment of the soul. Loving is the fulfillment of the soul. And if you can begin to just touch into the true divine loving, not the love of the world, but the true divine loving that resides within yourself, everything else begins to be answered very quickly. So begin to look at that statement that we share with you about meditation. To sit, to go within with your eyes closed, bring your attention inward and upward to the seat of the soul, and just sit there and share your loving with God and receive God's loving. How simple can that be? And how hard can that be? Well, it's very simple, and it's very hard. And I know it. I know that. There are days where I myself will sit, close my eyes, go within, begin to focus my loving with God, and open to receive God's loving. And then within moments, I'm really in that divine flow. And there are days where I go within, I focus up to the seat of the soul. I begin to share my loving with God. And all the disturbance and all the noise and all the things that are incomplete come rushing in and can get in the way of me holding my focus on God and loving because the world is calling at me. My mind is demanding of me. My emotions need me to fulfill them, to get what they want. And they pull and they tug and they just begin to pull me apart if I allow it. And once in a while, I actually will be distracted enough that I will allow that. But believe me, I catch myself pretty quick. And I go, what are you doing, Jim? Where are you really holding your focus? And I do everything I can to bring my focus back upon God. I've always done my best to live the statement of God first and God only. And that's my real focus in meditation. And anything that gets in the way of that I rise above it as quickly as I can. And the way I do that is just by focusing my loving on God once again. If you hold your attention on God and you hold your movement of action in loving God, believe me, that loving will carry you above all the noise of this creation and all the distractions that you've created for yourself within yourself.
do you know that in this spiritual journey that we're taking, in this action of meditation, the biggest part of the journey, you would think, is getting to God. But it's not. The biggest part of the journey is getting right here to the seat of the soul. Once you get to the seat of the soul and turn your attention up to that which is God of all creations, it's a pretty easy journey. It really is. But getting here can be the biggest challenge of your life. Why? Well, look at it this way. You have been very focused on the outer all your life. The moment you took your first breath and you began to open your eyes and began to take in information, awareness from the outer, and the outer began to serve as a distraction into the world, you began to lose sight of the truth of who you are. Before you took your first breath, you were in the greater awareness of your own soul and the spiritual being that you are. But when you took your first breath, once you came out of the womb, and the doctor did whatever he had to do to get you to cry, to wake up, to take that first breath, your soul came into this physical form, and the physical senses, including sight, began to distract you outward, away from the truth of who you are, and down and out. And that's what we have been caught up in all this lifetime, that down-and-out movement, that uh, outward distraction. And here we sit saying, now let's move away from all those distractions and start going within. Let go of your need for the world for a moment. Close your eyes. Pay no attention to the sounds around you. Don't pay attention to those feelings. Go beyond the mind, letting it just continue to go on and on and on, and begin to rise up here and wake up to the truth of who you are. This inward pathway, as we begin to take it, is quite challenging, and all of you know it who have meditated for any length of time. It's challenging because you're going to meet up with yourself. And, oh, my God, I don't want to meet myself. I'll deal with everybody else, but I don't want to deal with me and all the junk I've created inside and all the junk that's been put on me by others inside. But that's what we have to do. We have to go within and begin to deal with our own body. To begin 
to allow ourselves to let go of the body distractions, the itch, the pain, or whatever it might be that's going on within the physical form with our eyes closed that is trying to pull us back out. Oh, I just, I'll scratch a little bit and maybe it'll go away. Oh, no, that didn't work. I've got to scratch more. Oh, no, now the other one's scratched. <laughs> you know, it, it's just the way the body will do that and take control again. It doesn't want to, the body consciousness, the body consciousness, not the soul, but the body consciousness wants us to stay focused out into the world. So we deal with all that. And then finally, after we can be still to the body, the imagination kicks in. And all of a sudden, we're off on a daydream inside of our meditation. We're just off into whatever storyline the imagination is creating. And oh, wow, that's, oh, I hate that. What is, what, why am I thinking all that? And finally, you get above the imagination. And it gets quiet for a little while. And then here come the emotions. These are the storms of nature. We don't even know what all that is inside of us. Why do I feel this? Why do I feel that? Oh, I like that feeling. I hate that feeling. And we just get caught up in all these feelings that come up. And a lot of them aren't even ours. There are other people's feelings that we've taken on as a belief system or that they have put on us. And so we're ever challenged by, is this my feeling? Is this their feeling? What do I do with these feelings? I hate these feelings. I don't want to feel anymore. It hurts too much. Or whatever it is that goes on. And so in our meditation, then we've got to rise above our emotions. And then the big one, the mind. The mind is the trap. The mind is the trap that trapped the soul into this creation. And it's the trap that we ourselves have to free ourselves of in order to go above this creation and back into our true home and into our true nature, which is spirit. So you have to then move into the mind and look at all the different elements that are ever talking, ever playing, ever causing distraction and disturbance, desire and demand and need and want, and find your way up above all that. Because believe me, I know there's a lot of pathways out there that say you have to quiet the mind. But yeah, you can quiet the mind but it doesn't mean the mind is quiet. It just means it's less noisy. Even David in Psalms wrote about just such a thing. The sounds of the mind realm, the realm of the mind, is the waters. And what did David say? And he leadeth me beside the still waters. Well, the still waters is at the top of the realm of the mind. 
the mental realm. So David was telling us, I'm an initiate of the path of sound and light. I practice the meditation every day. And he, God, has brought me up now to the top of the mind realm, and I am aware of how quiet and still the waters run at this level. At the bottom of the mind realm, it is a roaring sea. But at the top of the mind realm, it's a babbling brook. It's a quiet river passing by the still waters. So we ourselves have to rise up through all the noise of the mental realm within ourselves, within our own mind, and truly rise up to begin to wake up to the soul within ourselves. But there's still one more level to go within ourselves that we have to move through right here inside of our own nature. And that's the etheric or the unconscious where, and I'm sure many of you have experienced this, in meditation you go to sleep. (laughs) It is another part that we have to move through and keep bringing our awareness forward and stay focused and aware even while the body consciousness goes to sleep. And that's what happens. The body consciousness may go to sleep, but the soul, now having risen above the unconscious mind, can now really truly begin its first part of awakening into the soul itself, right here at the seat of the soul. That's a big journey. That's the journey that Moses took the Hebrews through when he told a parable. And I'm not saying the Exodus is just a parable. It's not. It's an actual factual, but it is a storyline. Everything in the Bible is truly a metaphor of a greater truth. And Moses was taking the soul out of the land of imprisonment, out of the land of slavery and bondage that the Lord of this creation has created with all the laws of karma and reincarnation and all that goes with that. Moses took the people, those that were initiated by him, out of the land of bondage and into the promised land. Well, the land of bondage is everything that is of the physical creation, including the physical, the imaginational, the emotional, the mind, and the unconscious. And they moved through the desert. But what they really say is they wandered through the desert. Well, do you feel like you're wandering sometime in your meditation through your desert? Because you are. Because it would be great if you could just walk the pathway 
and go from imagination to emotion to mind to unconscious and soul. That would be wonderful. But what we do is we go from imagination to emotion, ooh, to imagination. Yeah, that works. Now then those two work together and there's more power in my emotions. Oh, and then if I bring the mind in, let's go get the mind and bring it in, then I can play with all of these three at once. This is great. Wait a minute. No, wait, I'm supposed to be going to the top of the mountain, and here I am not even halfway up. I've got to get to the top of the mountain here. So it's doing the meditation daily and paying attention daily and in every moment as to where am I now? What am I focusing on now? And keep our focus on God. What is our goal? To get to the burning bush. To get to that divine spark, the burning bush, here at the top of the mountain. It's also interesting, if you read the Hebrew Bible, it says that Moses went into the mountain. He went into the mountain and up. And that's what we're asking you to do to go into the mountain and up, just as Moses directed, just as all the great spiritual teachers have directed us to do, inward and upward to the seat of the soul. But you have to take authority over your body, over your imagination, over your emotions, over the mind, and over the unconscious and begin to free yourself of it all and rise up into the soul itself. Well, that's a lot of work. But you know what? God said there's an easy way to do it. Seek first God. Just seek first God, and all else shall be given unto you. If you just sit and hold your attention in loving God here and loving God of all creation and just continue to bring your attention back to that again and again and again. You don't have to take this journey and work so hard and walk the desert for 40 years. You just have to, in this moment, be focused in loving God and in receiving God's loving. And where does God's loving come in? It comes here to that which is God. That divine spark is a part of your own soul. And that divine spark is what God is loving. God is loving you. God is loving the soul. So you are sharing your loving with God, and God is sharing God's loving with you. God is loving God. You, the divine spark here, are loving God, the creator of all, and the creator of all God is loving you, the divine spark here. God loving God, loving God, loving God. That's what our focus is on. That is the truth that we are to wake up to. And if you hold your attention in that action, 
and keep bringing your attention back to that when it's distracted, and it will be. It's just nature, natural. You will find it is truly a very simple path. You won't have to deal with all this emotion that you don't understand. Some of it you carried in with another lifetime. A lot of it you developed it in this lifetime. And why the hell do I want to drink milk out of a bottle? I just don't get it. But I only get nurtured emotionally by drinking milk out of a bottle. Well, I say that jokingly, but that's a lot of what goes on. There's a lot of unconscious, unaware things within our body consciousness that runs us, that took place within the first three, four, or five years of our life. And they still run us today. Why not just let yourself rise above all of that and wake up here to the seat of the soul and God beyond and let all this just come into alignment? And that's what will happen. Everything that is in disturbance, everything that is trying to pull us back down and out will eventually come into alignment with that flow because when the loving comes in, everything else wants the loving as well. Not just your soul, but everything that is a part of you also wants to be nurtured by that loving. That's what all this disturbance is about. Love me. Somebody just love me. Make me feel loved. Make me feel whole. Complete me. Well, that'll all happen when you begin to wake up to that movement of God's loving in you. And then everything else starts to line up with that movement inward and upward. And you might even find sometimes when you sit down, which I described earlier, you just hold your attention here and start loving God and everything just opens, everything aligns to that movement of loving. And the loving just floods in you, fills you, fulfills you, in the body, in all the different parts of your consciousness of the body, and in your soul. And it's just that easy and it's just that quick. So pay attention. When you meditate, what are you holding your attention on? If it's not God, you're not meditating. You're doing something else, but you're not meditating. And if you fall asleep, let that be okay. If you fell asleep with your intention in loving God, the soul will continue doing that, even while the body is asleep. The soul does not sleep. And if you gave it the attention and the awareness and the focus to be in loving with God, believe me, your soul will jump at the chance to do it. So God first and God only, and focus in meditation on loving God and opening to receive God's loving, and let everything else just unfold in God's time, in God's way. It truly is that simple. I keep saying this is a simple pathway. It's a simple way. It truly is simple. But all these other components of ourselves make it hard.
you can make it simple by doing what we have asked you to do. Rising above all the creation here and waking up to the divine within yourself. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much.